What's up? It's Delaney, and I'd love to invite you to become an honorary co-host of the Self-Helpless Podcast. Do you want to pick episode topics and guests? Done. Want to surprise your loved ones with shout-outs on the show for a birthday, project launch, a much-needed divorce? Whatever you're up to, would love to be a part of the celebration. Get your favorite and least favorite quotes featured on the podcast, submit questions for our special guests, and find lots more new features and surprises at patreon.com slash selfhelpless. You'll also get added to our patron insider email list to easily redeem rewards via a quick email reply because we know hanging out on Patreon isn't everyone's thing. You can also opt out of emails if you prefer to be a silent supporter of the show. And don't worry, we do not Scrooge McDuck these contributions. 100% of proceeds go directly to operating expenses that make this weekly podcast possible and available to all. Learn more at patreon.com selfhelpless or simply click the link in this episode's description. Thank you for helping me fill the void of being the last standing host of the Self Helpless Podcast. Thank you so much. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Self-Helpless Podcast. I'm Delaney Fisher. And I'm Kelsey Cook. And today we have a phenomenal guest here. Claudia Barfoot is here and she's talking all about dream work, the importance of dreams, the benefits and health benefits and kind of the science behind it as well. It blew our freaking mind, okay? Uh, Claudia is a ceremonialist, a medicine woman, and psychotherapist, and her approach is rooted in Western and traditional and ancestral ways of healing, and her certifications and education is just never-ending. Like, if you go to her website, it's everything from accelerated experiential dynamic psychotherapy immersion, a doctorate candidate in psychoanalytical clinical practice in Mexico City, dream interpretation by the Mamos of La Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta. I know I'm butchering that. I am so sorry. Uh, in Colombia, um, certified sound bath and ceremonialist, like an incredible combination of modalities um, that Claudia uses. And we just covered all kinds of stuff, dreams, nightmares, how to journal about dreams, how to um, lucid dream and do more of that dream interpretation. Kelsey had a lot of dreams kind of interpreted for her on this episode. I mean, you guys just, you gotta, you gotta listen to everything. It's going to blow your mind. But before we get into it, (laughs) Kels, where can people find you on tour and all that good stuff right now? Yeah, so this is coming out at the end of March, which means I was just at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis. I hope it was as amazing as it was last year. And I will be coming to San Francisco um, in just a couple weeks, early April. And then I will be in Rosemont and Chicago in April, as well as Denver. So lots of fun cities in April. Uh, Salt Lake City in May, Uncasville, 
just tons and tons coming up. You can go to KelseyCook.com and get those tour date tickets. And please also watch my special, The Hustler, on yeah. YouTube. It's out. Um, by the time this comes out, it's out. So I uh, am so excited to see where things are at by the time this episode comes out. But yeah, please go watch Amazing. it. Fantastic. And hey, if you are an unconventional licensed mental health professional, I got a podcast that you might enjoy called The Minimalist Business Podcast. It is a free show on my website. Uh, you can sign up and receive it straight to your inbox. Um, it is a private show, so you can't find it on any like public uh, platforms. But we talk about how to build your business in a way that makes you feel really great. So, um, you know, how to scale authentically and free up your time and infuse a lot of really cool practices into your business as well. Like, Claudia is a great example of an okay. alternative and unconventional approach to therapy and coaching and healing. So um, we'd love to have you over there. You can go to DelaneyFisher.com to check out that free podcast. Awesome. Okay. Enjoy our interview with Claudia. It has a million great takeaways. Here it is. Claudia, thank you so much for being here today. We are so stoked about this topic of dream work. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here too. And I'm also very excited. <laughs> hey, um, to kick it off, can you share your favorite or least favorite quote with us? I'm very intrigued. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to just share a classic and it has to do with dreams for sure. Um, from Carl Jung. Um, so it's, it says, your vision will become clear only when you look into your heart. Who looks outside dreams, who looks inside awakens. So that's oh, my favorite. Wow, that is a good one. That's a really good one. I've never heard that one, I yeah. don't think. Have you, Kels? <laughs> no, it's so good. I've been listening to podcasts lately about creativity and focus. And that's such a common theme I've been hearing is just like we tend to get so distracted and look for these outside things. And that often it's when you get quiet that that's when you can hear the true, uh, the true stuff the you got to do. So, yeah, mm -hmm. yes. mm -hmm. I love it. Well, shall we get right into it? I got so many questions. <laughs> questions. Um, so could you just start off with sharing what is dream work and what are the health benefits or like the scientific explanation about why we dream in the first place? Um, well, dream work, it's about working with your dreams, right? Learning to actually understand that there's a reason why we dream. And there's still a lot of a discussion if dreaming, it's more about just creating memories and that's all like random stories that we make for ourselves. But the more that I go, you know, deep into working with dreams, the more I see like we are people that love uh, meaning making, right? So everything has a meaning, meaning for us. And why wouldn't we find meaning in dreams if that's something that we create every single night? And as random as they seem or strange, they usually stay with us sometimes, right? For quite some time, or sometimes they fade away. But there's usually something that is emotional. They evoke emotions that they, they, they actually talk about what's, um, what's at your core, right? Because we get, as, as you were saying, Kelsey, so distracted in the outside world that sometimes it's only through the dream that we have access to like no this is the, the way that you're actually feeling and you're yeah. maybe not noticing right yeah. um so that's basically like dream worries about that or like pay attention right there's something right. here that needs um to be listened to right um and well yeah of course like science has shown that yeah dreams are made um they help us like again like get rid of a lot of information that we don't need they help us solidify um 
memories and they also um, allow us to rest in some way right like the body's totally resting while our mind is working because it never stops to work mm -hmm. and um, yeah and, and it's and I would say in terms of like our psychological and emotional well-being it matters to pay attention to them not in an obsessive way but every now and then there's a dream that comes it's like oh it shakes something and when it when it does that's when you need to slow it down and like okay let me sit for a moment and think about this dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, I think um, another reason why we care so much about them is because it's so personal to us. Nobody else in the world, they're like fingerprints, you know, our dreams are only yeah. our dreams. And it is, sometimes you wake up and you're like, okay, what version of me was thinking yeah. about all that? Like you're trying to tap into this part of you that you don't get to meet when you're awake no. really mm -hmm. it's like your brain is <laughs> opening up a different <laughs> box that you only get to see when you're asleep so um yeah it's it's such an interesting thing to to hear about I'm excited to learn more about it from you yes so what could we do if we want to start to remember our dreams more often or even dream more often if we feel like we're not dreaming as much as we'd we'd like to be mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we always dream Okay. If we don't remember, we don't, but we are always dreaming. It's part of like, like the brain needs that, right? Our body needs that. Um, but something that it works very well, it's writing down your dreams. There's something about, even if you feel like you don't remember, maybe, you know, you just like meditate, sit for a moment. If maybe you can remember an emotion, or even if it's just a little tiny image, just doing that, like putting the image or the scribble or whatever came to you, right? Or the whole dream. And the more you do that, the more you train yourself to remember. It's almost like there's this other side of you that's like, oh, she's listening. Let me give her more, right? And then it becomes oh. this communication with a different side of you that is wanting you to know something. Mm -hmm. oh. Because there's, it's almost like the dreaming mind creates different networks than the ones we use when we're awake, right? So it's a different way of thinking and understanding the world. It's more fluid in many ways. That's why everything is possible in dreams and you can be in your house, open the door and you're in a, I don't know, in a, on an island or something like that, yeah, right? right? It's this idea of like, it, it's, it moves in expansive ways. So it really helps you to see connections that you usually don't think about when you're awake. Yeah. I have experienced this because uh, for a long time I used to write morning pages which is something from the artist way we mm -hmm. always encourage our listeners to do that where it's like the first thing you do when you wake up is you write three pages of just stream of consciousness mm -hmm. writing and I I've stopped being consistent about doing it first thing in the morning I generally just kind of tend to journal now when I'm feeling like I want to journal and it is more days than not but I did notice that when I was doing morning pages consistently a lot of the stream of consciousness stuff would start out with what I had just dreamt about and you're right, like the more you do that, the more I realized I was having, even though you say you always dream, I was like, oh, I'm remembering so much mm -hmm. more of my dreams. Oh, it would like compound over time. And I became, I was never really, I don't know that I was lucid dreaming, but I would be very, I was getting more aware in my dreams mm -hmm. and then I could remember more of them. So that's so wild that we have that mm -hmm. skill set that like you could actually kind of it's like in the movie Inception. It's almost like you can control <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> your ability to remember them. I think that's that's so crazy. 
So, yeah, so it is. Cool. <laughs> and on, on the topic of lucid dreaming, what kind of things could we do to strengthen that skill set? Like if somebody's never lucid dreamed before and they want to try it, or maybe somebody just wants to increase the frequency of their lucid dreams, what kind of practical steps could they take to do that? And can you define it well, as well in case some of our listeners yes. don't know? Yeah. Lucid dreaming, it's about becoming like aware that you're dreaming inside a dream right and some people do it naturally they just like they know they're dreaming right and then you can there's a lot of people that manipulate the dream right now they can play they can do whatever they want and it's possible right from other traditions the idea of becoming lucid is basically asking questions like if you're awake there like talk to I don't know to the people that are around actually they ask the bigger questions because that's why you're there right Mm -hmm. um but anyway like for those that have never experienced uh lucid dreaming there's a few techniques that you can uh do one it's just when you're awake and run the moments during the day you can just ask yourself am I dreaming and this idea of asking the question am I dreaming and paying attention to the details around you right so eventually you might do that when you dream you might be inside a dream saying, am I dreaming? And there's usually something that is off in the dream. There's something different, even if it's a, your house, but something it's different. And that's when you notice, ah, this is not my real house. This is my dreaming house, right? Yeah. Um, that's one technique. The other one, it's uh, looking at your hands, like during the day, just looking at your hands and saying, am I dreaming? Is this a dream? Because mm-hmm. then you'll train again your brain to in the dream. Sometimes you'll do this and you're like, ah, I'm dreaming. Mm-hmm. It's basically creating like this connection between your like awakened life and your dreaming life. Everything we do here, um, we can remember there. So those are a few techniques. Um, And it's interesting, like I recently met, she's the first person that I know that she always lucid dreams, always. And actually her problem was that I I stopped lucid dreaming, like I feel disconnected. (laughs) I guess, right? If you're so used to be so aware all the time, not being aware and feeling that that dream wasn't you, that it's this other version of you that's having a life, um, it felt very different. So yeah, (laughs) there's people that have it a lot, other people that have never experienced lucid dreaming but it's it's possible for all of us if we want to if we find um an interest in doing so yeah Yeah. oh it's so interesting full disclosure i've had the privilege of having a private dream session with claudia recently and you blew my freaking mind on so many things i didn't know about lucid dreaming or just dreams in general can you explain why it's good to look at your hands when or train yourself to look at your hands while you're dreaming or even try to look at your nose while you're dreaming. <laughs> what happens when you do that when you dream? <laughs> because actually, like if, if you remember your dreams, it's hard, it's hard to see your hands. It's almost like you're there in your dream, you know, doing some actions, but you're not, you, you don't usually see your hands or your nose. That's something that you can see, right? If you right now like pay attention, you see your nose. But like in the dream, outside. you usually don't. Yeah. <laughs> <A little bit. laughs> but in the dream, you cannot, right? That's one of the oldest techniques that, um, you know, for example, in Mesoamerica, um, they, that's the way they used to train people to lucid dream. It was like, like, if you don't see your nose, you're dreaming. If you cannot see your hands, you're dreaming. Um, it is possible to sometimes see yourself in a mirror, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. that becomes the trigger of noticing, ah, this is a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a few things that are very interesting in, in the sense of like creating this distance of like, ah, oh, <laughs> yeah. I do have a body here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So weird. <laughs> what is weird. Is... And fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What's the explanation behind people who have uh, recurring dreams of fear? Like, so I still have mm-hmm. a dream that I accidentally didn't graduate college, that I like somehow oh. made it to the very end of yeah. my senior year mm-hmm. and had completely forgotten that there was a class that I was registered for and I never went once and now it's too late and I don't graduate. Yeah. Why? I, I'm now 30, almost 34. I've been it's graduated from college for <laughs> over a decade. Um, why do those things still stay in your brain? What is the significance of, of that? <laughs> I think that question has a few levels because there's <laughs> oh there's research there's researchers researchers that have done like the gathering of what are the usual themes right in the human mind and one of them is those right not graduating failing exams forgetting something something important or going out of your home without shoes like all those things right, right? and in general they represent this um, sense of are we actually fully prepared for life? Um, or this idea, am I enough? Am I going to fail in whatever challenge come next? It's, it's like the thing that we're always worried about in life in general, yeah. right? So it's very like human too. Yeah, that's that's our jam. Like that's what we do. Like we yeah. worry about how, the outcomes of life. Uh-huh. That's one thing. Now there's other types of repetitive dreams that they could be traumatic dreams. And there's are dreams that are making you experience the same trauma over and over and over again. And that's a different topic, right? That's a different type of dream, but you can still work with those dreams too. Um, And there's other repetitive dreams that people might say, or people that do dream work, that they are telling you something and you're not listening. So they need to show up again and again and again until you actually like process the feeling or whatever you need to tell yourself. And then you can move on and create a different dream. Oh, so there's, so there's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to both those things. I mean, I think, of course, like uh, in our careers, especially if it's a more vulnerable personal mm-hmm. career, like the one I have, uh, there is that. It's like you're always betting on yourself. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. so I can totally see how that fear can be under the surface sometimes. And also maybe I didn't like, I think there's just such an expectation a lot of the time with um high school or college that like you will graduate that like that's Mm -hmm. it's like not an option for you not to like you have to go to these classes and get it done that maybe I didn't give myself enough of it like recognition Mm -hmm. when I actually graduated college that you did it it was more just like I checked it off and was like okay on to the next Mm -hmm. thing without stopping and being like no this was an accomplishment that you worked hard to do that so I don't I don't know maybe it's like not solidified in my mind like you did graduate (laughs) college you crazy bitch like (laughs) know that you did like you need to like understand that that part of your life is done throw yourself in a graduation true. party maybe <laughs> yeah like <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> at 30 Be, like what? because really like linking that to what we we're talking about at the beginning right um like this idea that we're so distracted or so so occupied that sometimes we don't allow ourselves to actually experience the thing that we're experiencing in life. Uh-huh. And it's yeah. true. Like maybe you just need to like all like remember in your body, like I did, I graduated, and okay. maybe maybe celebrate. Like actually, what Delaney is saying is actually <laughs> that, that's part of that's part of dream work. Dream work. It's not only like sitting down and understanding the meaning. It's creating a conversation with a dream. 
it's really like, okay, if this is about graduating, what can I do to feel that I did? Is it about celebrating? It's about, I don't know, going back and looking at picture, like something that links whatever came to you in a dream to this reality. And yeah. the more you weave a conversation, the more you begin to create different like storylines, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, don't disregard that maybe you need a celebration. <laughs> I, a graduation party. A graduation party. <laughs> I expect my invite yeah. in the mail very soon, Kelsey. <laughs> it's coming, baby. It's coming. Um, based on what Kelsey shared about the the dream about, oh my gosh, did I graduate or I have a credit left and all that? I've had very similar dreams, and I've talked to people who also have that kind of similar, like, oh gosh, um, did I did I finish all my courses and all that stuff? Why are we having similar dreams? You know, even though we have different experiences, is it just because that's kind of a a uh, common collective experience of going to school and things like that. And mm -hmm. what other like dreams do we all kind of have in common? Have you noticed any patterns in your work with clients where people are having similar dreams to each other? I mean, first, yes, like we do like, yeah, like forgetting again, like a, about exams or it's somewhat like this idea of like not finishing something or forgetting something, right? Uh, that it's a come like human experience, but those dreams are more linked to survival, right? Mm -hmm. um, as humans, we are so focused in education, right? As education, it's going to get you through life. And it's true at some level, uh, but you know, like the more instinctual side of us knows that does that really prepare me for life? <laughs> like, is this enough? Right? <laughs> right, <laughs> and right. And no, it's, it's like we go through different schools. It's not only the academic life; it's uh, it's life in itself teaching you, right? So it's it's like the usual human worries, right? Um, there's also like very common themes about breakups, right? This idea of dreaming about excess or is your current partner you know, cheating on you, or you losing the people you love, like those things um, are also very common. It's, it's usually about relationships, always, <laughs> in some way yeah. or the other, like relationships show up, uh, or a relationship with yourself, also. <laughs> yeah, death, the fear, the fear of dying also shows up, right? Yeah, I have a question about nightmares. So more of the, um, like the really scary kind, not so much mm -hmm. the graduation thing but fearing for your life in a dream you wake up mm -hmm. disoriented panicking almost having difficulty understanding that that wasn't real because it felt so real and my experience has been if I have a dream like that I if I let myself go right back to bed immediately it will pick up where I left off mm. in the dream like I will mm -hmm. still mm -hmm. be in that and so Anytime I've had a nightmare like that now, I kind of make myself stay awake for a little while and maybe um, mm -hmm. try to read or look at my phone, something that really kind of resets my brain yeah. to get away from that. But is that common? Is the, has that happened to other people in your experience where they like just go right back into where they left off? Yeah, it's a thing. And okay. it could happen also in dreams that are not nightmares, um, but usually with nightmares, uh, more yeah it, it happens yeah. more and it's interesting because you did exactly what it's advised the idea of if you wake up and you uh -huh. want to change the uh -huh. dream it's uh like, like a teacher of mine they taught me like you you like kind of change the position of your pillow or you have a walk you know walk to the bathroom have a drink of water this side of actually 
changing something in your body and your consciousness to yeah. try not to go back to the same place right okay uh, but sometimes you end up in the same place and if you do the idea of nightmares I mean they are scary and uncomfortable but um the best way that I you know learned to understand nightmares is that dreams can turn the volume up if they need to if they want you to listen to something they're going to make it like you know, intense for you to actually remember, mm -hmm. right? Um, and another interesting part about nightmares is that they usually show you kind of like the shadow. They're going to show you parts of your own self that you have neglected, that you are not even aware that they are there, but they want mm -hmm. you to notice. Um, mm -hmm. They sometimes express like things that are going on with the body right? If there's something that it's not so well inside, like they're going to show you, show it to you with kind of like with darkness in some way, right? Right. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a very, uh, I remember a nightmare. I mean, I don't dream a lot of nightmares, but when I do, like I have them all in my mind. I remember right. them very, very, very Same, well. Yeah. I remember. Uh, there was one specific nightmare when I was inside a house, like the, the, the scenario was very dark, right? Mm -hmm. And it was flooded. So I was looking at the water there. And as soon as I was looking at the water, like bodies starting to emerge, right? It was dead bodies, right? <laughs> kind oh, of graphic, yeah. sorry, guys. No, um, okay. And then I, I remember like looking at my husband, like, Michael, I don't want to see what comes next. And I just woke up, right? I was able to, uh, yeah, to wake up. But I knew like, okay, this is an important thing. What are these bodies that are coming out? What is this thing that feels not only dead but that it's decomposing that I don't want to see mm -hmm. yeah. but that is floating that is asking to come out right um, and I also because I do a lot of dream work I think about okay if this was kind of the basement or if there was a lot of water it has to do with my emotions but also with my own health and my body um, so yeah I, like I had a, a medical issue later on and I, I, it felt to me like that was the announcement of like, there's something here that it's not going well for you inside of you. And you need to attend that. You need to see wow. um, that is decomposing in some way. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah. But the more you learn to see them and not fear them, mm -hmm. um, it's not easy to go through a nightmare, never, but you will wake up and remember, okay, there's something here that I need to, I need to know. Yeah. Even if this, if, if this is so graphic or so intense, like I need to know because it's it's better to know. Yeah. That is fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So wild. <laughs> um, there's a couple journaling tips that you gave me during our session mm -hmm. that I, I know Kelsey would really benefit from. She's a big journaler. Can you explain um, yes. the, the tip for uh, how you, how to name your dreams and like what to write about them, like how much detail to go into and all that kind of stuff? Mm -hmm. absolutely so journaling dreams it's the best technique and i know it's hard to do it every single day but as much as you can it's useful it's really having a journal by your side and a pen so i mean some people do it on their phones but i wouldn't advise like the light it's not the greatest thing at 2 a.m um, yeah. but it's this idea of like as soon as you wake up just write something down right if in the moment you have the energy of writing everything down that's the best way to go uh, because it happens that you write something, you go back to sleep, you wake up and like have no idea what is this about, right? We do right. forget. So right. it's writing down every detail, but as if it were happening in the moment. It's not, I was entering a house. It's, I am entering a house. I am walking. I am really, it's something like going through the dream. 
uh, all over again with all the details that you can, everything that you saw, everything you experienced, especially the emotional um, aspect of the dream. If it was a pleasant dream, if we, you were feeling fearful, anxious, uh, in love, like what, what were you feeling? The feeling, it's a, the purest thing that comes out in the dream. We create stories, but it's about the feeling. Mm -hmm. So the feeling, it's the, the most important thing, right? And once you write it down, choose a title. There's someone like uh, this dream, it's like a book, right? And it needs a title because the title is going to encapsulate the essence of the dream. And it's going to make it easier for you if you're going through your journal, just reading the titles. And then you'll know, oh, this is what's going on with me you know, in this past month. So it's, it's easy to track your own emotional mm -hmm. changes, I would say. Um, so that's a very good technique. I sometimes don't write them, but I also know that I already, like I have enough practice that if I wake up, I stay a little bit in bed. It's almost like I don't move and I try to go back. I try to yeah. remember that I go, I go through the dream one or two times in my mind. And then I know that it stays with me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's different ways of doing it. Sometimes it's in paper and sometimes it's like, let me experience it again a couple of times. And then I'll remember the detail. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love the naming your dream like a book. I feel like I could use yeah. that in other ways, like in other journaling practices too, like yeah. maybe like a brain dump of information. All right, what am I titling this shit? So I have a snapshot yeah. of how I'm feeling today. <laughs> yeah, know? absolutely. I love that. Yeah. So yeah. Good. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's usually like, like we go through many cycles throughout the night and uh, it's usually at the end of the cycle when we dream where we are in REM sleep and we go through it like many times, but it's usually at the end of the night uh, when we dream more. That's why some, for some people actually, and um, from some creatives and painters and what they used to do with dreams, it was waking up at three or 4 a.m., like forcing yourself to just wake up you know, at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., so that you can remember what you dreamed about. Or the best dreams happen, like maybe at 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. There's something about waking up early that it will help you remember more about it. Um, and we usually sleep um, or dream sometimes almost like two hours a night. It's a lot. <laughs> you have a lot, uh, enough time to dream. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. And the majority of that we don't remember, really. We are actually going through um, through a lot of, the things we need to get rid of, right? Like when we are living our lives every single day, it's not only what we're experiencing, thinking and feeling. We're always absorbing information, always, all the time. 
through sound, um, our skin, I like everything in our senses. It's um, holding on into information. And then with, you know, social media and all of that, like the amount of information that gets into our brains, it's kind of a lot, right? So I do think that there's a, there's, there's a lot of information we get rid of. So we dream a lot, but not everything um, stays with us. And not everything has a, it's as meaningful. I would say like, follow your own lead and you will know when a dream is meaningful. Or sometimes dreams feel like, almost like getting rid of stuff honestly like like meaningless like almost like there was no emotion and other dreams you will definitely feel like ah this is a different experience mm-hmm. yes I know in our in our session you talked about you know one of the benefits of dreaming is helping you process emotion or maybe mm-hmm. unresolved emotion and I've had you know several dreams where I I wake up and I had real I cried in my dream like real tears you know waking mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. And would you say that's part that that's your body trying to tell you like, Hey, you might need to tend to this emotion. You're like, your subconscious <laughs> is trying to process it, but you're consciously maybe trying to ignore that. And, um, yeah, anything that you have to say more about those types of experiences where you you're really feeling that emotion when you wake up. Yeah. It's basically what you just said. Like, yes, you need to attend to the emotion. Because I think the funny thing is we try to avoid feelings sometimes, but there's no way out of it. And the more we are, we're like, there's no way out of it. You need to go through it. Let's go to the cycle. It's going to end. The emotions don't stay as long as we think they do, unless we're trying to avoid them, right? It's, think about it as um, with emotions and with dreams, with everything, like as somebody who wants to enter your house, right? And if you don't want them to enter, you're just uh, pushing the door. And you're also using a lot of energy trying to avoid that thing to enter. But if you actually open the door and invite the thing in, it will come and it will go as a visitor. Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is like lean into the emotion. Mm-hmm. Of course, if the emotion is... Um, it's not allowing you to function, then there's a different issue, right? Um, but yeah, you need to attend the emotion. This is the most important part. Gotcha. There's, uh, for example, also like dreams, not only solidify memories, but emotional states. There's new research uh, being done about um, depression and dreaming. And they have found that people that are depressed spend a lot more time in REM sleep. And they usually have dreams that are not pleasant. So the more they dream about unpleasant things, the more they are reinforcing in the pathways of, of their brains that life is not great. Oh, wow. So it, it keeps them, keeps them wow. in this loop of depression. So they are starting to you know, make more research and what happens if we deprive them of sleep for certain days, if that resets the brain, or should they go to bed earlier and wake up earlier so they stay less time? in REM sleep um so there's a, a very interesting there's a lot of also like a lot of interesting research being done lately um yeah I think it's going to become like a new hopefully a new field of, of, of you know investigation because there's a lot there and and also like if you think about the amount of insomnia there's in the world um that would be like a whole different um kind of pandemic like are we even dreaming or not and if we're not dreaming, are we processing enough how we feel? Are, are we even imagining what's coming next next for humanity, right? Because going to the uh, little tangent, everything that exists right now, this glass of water, everything, everything was first imagined or dreamt in some way. Mm-hmm. That's so we need dreaming. We need dreaming for problem solving. We need dreaming for creativity. We need dreaming to just envision 
the possibilities that we have. Well, and if there's a lot of people, you know, <laughs> not not sleeping. There's so many people like not sleeping well, not dreaming. Of course, they are not regulating their emotions very well because sleep also helps us regulate emotions. Um, it's a problem. Yeah. It's a problem we are neglecting because we are not understanding the importance of dreaming. Sleeping first, of course, like just go to bed, <laughs> sleep right. well, right? right? But then dreaming, dreaming has, a, it's important. Mm -hmm. It's imagination and everything in this world is imagination. Yeah. Making it real, but everything had to be imagined at some point. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. You said yeah. something very powerful, just kind of going off of the emotion again in the session where that emotion is the like the only pure thing in the dream and like mm -hmm. maybe some mm -hmm. of the details can complicate complicate it so we should really focus mm -hmm. on the emotion mm -hmm. we're feeling versus all the little details it so would you say that emo the emotion is really the biggest tool of the dream and how did the what's the relationship between the emotion and the details and how much attention should we pay to those details that might be a little confusing the thing about dream work is you can go as deep as you want right? Like that's the other thing. It could be a rabbit hole. <laughs> so I would say <laughs> the emotion yeah, to me, like for me, that would be the thing. Like it's something like checking in, like how are you really feeling? Right. Are you okay or not? Or um, sometimes you, if you have a, like a wild adventure, feel so joyful and happy with that dream, um, then you need to check in. Am I this joyful in my everyday life or am I not? And that's why I'm creating this dream to help me remember like it's amazing to feel joy, right? Um, the emotion would be the lead, I would say. And then you, like rabbit hole, you can choose how far you can you want to go, right? Is it about the storyline? Is it about the landscape or the scenario? Is there a specific symbol uh, that is, you know, calling your attention? Was there a door or a window or an animal? What is it that's there for you? And that's the beginning of a different conversation, right? If it's a house, yeah, let's think about houses, right? And then you need to think about, it's my body, my own house. Is this dream about the house, house I grew up in? Is this about my own house? You know, what, what am I saying to myself? And there's another technique that can be used that it's called, um, it's almost like embodying different parts of the dream. So for example, going with the idea of the house, like what would happen if for a moment I slow down and I become that house? What am I witnessing? What is happening with the people inside this house? Mm -hmm. And then it will give you a different perspective from the dream. That's It's outside the like initial emotion, but it will help you see like, ah, oh, there's other ways of seeing this thing. What if I become this other person, right? And those are called like points of entry or re-entering re the dream. You can re-enter the dream as yourself or you can re-enter the dream as, um, again, like, can I be the house? Can I be the water? Can I be whatever element you know showed up in your dream and what would happen how can my perspective change if i be become that thing mm -hmm. oh. i mean it's a vast world so <laughs> sorry about yes. that giving a lot of information but it's, it's a fun one it's very creative i have to say like dreams are like just creativity in itself <laughs> yeah infinite so cool possibilities yeah I had a dream last night and I don't know if it was in preparation. Like I subconsciously knew we were going to have Maybe. you on today. And so I like <laughs> really was way more present with my dreams last night, but I dreamt that I was on, I was in the finals of the voice and I was competing. <laughs> I love against, it. 
I was competing against Ariana Grande and I, and, but like we had to sing one of her songs together. And I just remember being like, I don't even understand like how she's like, why am I competing against her? Like she's already a professional singer. This is crazy. Like, and I don't know what that meant, but I was really like, really trying hard to be the voice. I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I am not a singer. I don't have any, like, but it was interesting to me. I woke up, I was like, what was that about? <laughs> would you be okay? Would you be okay if I try to? Um, sure. I don't know if it's going to stay in, you. listeners, if it's something I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, please, please tell me. Yes. I'm going to do like very general, by the way, like dreams and their meaning are about like you, right? What I'm mm -hmm. going to say, it's, If this were my dream, this is what I would think about. But it's okay. not mine, it's yours. So at the end, it's only your own exploration. Mm -hmm. um, only you know, like, Ariana Grande, like, why? Why her, right? Like, only you know what you think and feel about sure. her, right? Um, so that's why I'm just going, going to talk about it, like, as a general topic. Okay. Um, even if you don't sing, you have a voice. Is this more about how you use your voice? Is there something that you want to bring about yourself out right again as an expression that you want more people to know about you know to me that's the competition of do I want can I win the voice like to me it's like oh is there something bigger you actually want to share or say right that's yeah. the way that I feel it's more like an intuition and yeah. I will link it also to the idea of the other dreams that you shared I'm sorry that I'm just like I'm gonna weave everything I love um, it <laughs> I love it weave away I mean, this is fun with this me. with this idea of not graduating right like mm -hmm. is there something about yeah like you, you're there's a part of you that feels so deserving of winning of getting somewhere getting you know to the first place of something and you, you yeah. know there's almost, almost like there's a part of you that needs to catch up With a yeah, you graduated. Yeah, you created this other thing. Yes, you are like uh, winning your own game, but maybe yeah. you're not noticing. You're still feeling that that you need to. I don't know if compete with other person, or yeah. maybe you feel that only if you do it with others, it's going to be successful instead of you being your own champion. I would say like that's just like general ideas. Yes, <laughs> man. Oh. Yeah, that's that's so spot on. We have talked on the show before about that I think especially being a comedian in this day and age mm. it's a hard time because of social media where everybody's success is quantified yeah and it, you and you have access to everybody's number so to speak they're following their um their their quantifiable success and so I think in uh, in comedy there's kind of like a scarcity mindset sometimes where it's like there's only room for for so many people to be successful and I think that even if you're experiencing success then another fear kicks in where it's like how can I hold on to this success and what do I need to do more to really like secure this success for longer it feels it feels like nothing's ever finished mm -hmm. Like there's always another level to achieve yeah. and, and it is that unfortunate kind of rat race feeling of like, it's easy to look outside yourself and try to make sure that you're doing enough when you're right. That probably the ultimate message is like, how are you doing compared to former versions of yourself? Are you growing? Mm -hmm. Are you 
like you said, are you being vulnerable enough? Are you saying the things you want to say on stage and all of that? So yeah. yeah, maybe that's, maybe it's my brain's way or like the child in me of being, trying to redirect to what's important and not mm. be focusing on other things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. that. That was very cool. Um, and I okay in our session I unloaded on Clavia I like here are all my fucked up dreams can you help <laughs> oh my God. I'm glad Kels that you're getting a chance to like have her help you with your dreams <laughs> because I mean this stuff and I kind of want to get it on like a little bit woo woo for a second with you um the stuff that I shared with you everything from what felt like premonition dreams of things that I dreamt that came true to visitation dreams where a you know a deceased relative is giving me a message that you know blows my mm-hmm, mind or mm-hmm. whatever it is to something I forget what you what it was called where I, I shared with you that dream where I felt like I my legs were lifting up mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. shot out of my body and then all of a sudden I was flying through fucking space that blew yeah. my mind <laughs> what, what was that one called Astro traveling. <laughs> astro traveling. Never heard of it. Didn't know it You're was You're astro thing. traveling? How cool. I don't know what was going on, but that was truly the weirdest thing that, that happened. I mean, what is your belief around um, these things that truly cannot be explained? Like the thing, you know, when my dead grandfather t- told me this word that I didn't know existed and it ended up, you know, being related to him, like what is happening? in your opinion of those things Mm -hmm. that you dream that come true or you have a some kind of experience that you cannot explain Mm -hmm. so now we're gonna walk this other path yes (laughs) position myself in this other line yeah because it's different um in my experience I mean I've you know worked with dreams um you know, from the psychological perspective from a lot of years, but also I've trained with uh, indigenous communities. Like I have this broad perspective of how dreams have been understood throughout um, history a little bit. So that in my own spiritual path, right? So I would say that there's this thing of like, and I'm sure both of you have heard it before, the the world behind the world, right? So behind this consciousness that we have in this very moment, this is other consciousness, con- consciousness, right? The subconscious, this thing created dreams, right? There's this other world behind the world about ancestors, right? And what happens with the disease? And, and that's a whole different thing, right? The world behind the world, what happens if you leave your body? If you're just like traveling through space. What is that, right? Like this thing of not everything. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. A new year is a new chance to focus on you. You're probably already picturing yourself struggling at the gym, but not all self-help has to mean suffering. Squeeze.com is making it easier than ever to elevate your wellness by delivering a juice cleanse right to your doorstep. It's the easiest juice cleanse you'll ever do that may aid in weight loss, eliminating bloating, clearing your skin, boosting your energy levels, improving sleep, and breaking bad eating habits. Meet all your health goals from the comfort of your home. 
Get free same-day local delivery or fast free delivery nationwide with code WONDERY today at squeezed.com. Everything in life or not everything that we that is real is this this thing that we can touch and feel and see and smell, right? There's existence is bigger than that or consciousness is bigger and consciousness it's um i like this phrase of consciousness does not belong to humans you know this idea of like consciousness can be everywhere it can be like this net or matrix of information that comes from humans animals the planet in itself right and if that's the collective unconscious as some people i call it can we tap into that can we get information that that's coming from somebody else right or from history mm-hmm. And I would say, yes, we have access to that. And I think I explained that to you, Delaney, the idea of the way that I see dreams is that not all are made the same. Some are more about our our own psyche and experience. Other ones feel more like, like visitation, like this dream, it's not mine, but it came to me. Like stories that come to us, you know, to ourselves or people that communicate certain things, um, or you tapping already into something that's about to happen. But that's the thing about the information, we're always absorbing, but we don't allow ourselves to um, create the connections or we judge everything too much. And when we dream, that's when we have access to it, like purely access of, oh, I kind of feel this person is sick. Mm-hmm. Right. Because even though we might not notice it, like. There's something about body language, the color of our skin, like something that indicates there's something going on with the person, right? And maybe then you have a dream about it. Mm-hmm. You tap into other things that we we don't pay attention because we are busy in our lives, right? And right, I mean, rightfully so. Like, yeah, there's a lot of things we need to do, but at the same time, we're always absorbing information all over the place. Mm-hmm. So dreams are this other, it's, it's like a different world, to be honest. To me, it feels like that's a, that's a dreamland. It's a different world you visit mm-hmm. and you yeah. experience things there mm-hmm. and you get information and you learn. We are trained yeah. in some way in dreams sometimes. I'm like, oh, I overcame that. Uh, <laughs> you know, yeah. we learn our lessons there. Like, oh, I woke up. I'm safe again. <laughs> yeah. 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 You were able to draw a connection to all of my very, I've, I've only had like a handful mm-hmm. of very vivid dreams or things that came true that felt like really powerful. And then that astral travel thing, I've never experienced mm-hmm. like that. That was by far the weirdest dream of my life. But you made this connection of um, the times where I've dreamt something and then it happened. Like if you mm-hmm. guys go back to the episode, was was it talking about our, what was it? Spiritual experiences, Kelsey episode? Yeah. Um, I We're talking of... about like predicting a girl's going to get her period. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I yeah. So, <laughs> like in elementary school, right. Predicting my friend was going to get her period, not knowing that's what the dream was, but all of a sudden it was just like the softball field was filling with blood. And then on that weekend, we went to our softball game and she told me she, she got her period, you know, the night before or something. Mm-hmm. So in the dream, I didn't know why the softball field was filling with blood and you immediately think it's a scary thing, but Claudia told me, well, blood is also, you know, vitality and life and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's an interesting reframe too. Um, But um, where was I going with this? The, you made this connection of like, yeah, the period Mm -hmm. story. Right. And then that really powerful feeling that wasn't a dream, but I just knew that a relative of mine was going to die very soon. And then when within a week, my grandfather passed, I knew that my dog was going to die, like all these things. And you said, well, you might be sensing something in somebody else's body 
And then you're processing it maybe in the dream or something like that. And that made so much sense to me because I feel like that connects a lot of these experiences together. Um, mm -hmm. So would you say that maybe because if everything is energy and all of our bodies are energy, that your energy might be picking up on somebody else's energy, but yeah. you're not aware that you're processing that, that information. Would you say that? That yeah, might be yeah. The explanation? Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. You tap into the information in some way, right? And like, if you think about energy, like you're tapping into their energy and what's happening actually inside of them. Um, and then you create a dream, right? Um, from all like more like ancient traditions, they would have said to you, like, you do have a skill. This is your gift. You get to know what people, um, what people's bodies are going through. And then it's your choice if you're going to do something with it or not, right? And you don't have to, right? But it's just the idea like, yeah, you do. You do have this skill. <laughs> wow. Period. You're a witch. <laughs> You're a period witch. A period witch. I was telling Claudia, Claudia, I felt like such a weirdo, like growing up and as a kid and I have these dreams and I would be, you know, nervous to tell people about it because I felt like so strange and I shut so much of that off until I became an adult. And then when I started actually listening to things and I'd wake up from a dream and I would Google that thing, or I would look, look into that person. I started getting more of those experiences. Cause I think like you said, I was open to maybe receiving more information or I was like diving into that. And that's when I had that weird astro travel experience. I had never done it before, but I had been consciously trying to hone that whatever, you know, intuition or whatever you want, want to call it. Um, but yeah, that was that was why I mean truly felt like I was flying through space, Kelsey, wow. through just orange balls, orange balls of energy back to earth. Whoa. <laughs> like I had been abducted by aliens. I don't know what happened. Oh my gosh. I'm jealous. That sounds what? like a fun dream. Yeah, we all want that. Can I go to space, please? Yeah. Come on, brain. Explain the difference between maybe different types of dreams, like a visitation dream and astro travel, uh you know, premonition or any, is there any other categories of dreams we don't really know about? I think, I think I mentioned one, an extra one before the um, preconception dreams. Women oh, tend to, nice. yeah, dream about their babies like years before it happens, or they kind of have a dream that indicates, oh, I'm pregnant. Like all these things right. that are related to motherhood, like that's also like very common. Um I mean, there's like ancestors dream, like do, are you visited by somebody that you've never met before, but it's part of your family and they're showing you something you need to know. Like there's a, there's a whole bunch of, <laughs> the dreaming uh, life yeah. is fast. <laughs> and also like one more thing that I don't want to disregard, like there's um, the dreams we have when we're awake, daydreaming. You know, and we Ooh. feel like 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 we're just like being silly thinking about things, right? And and that's daydreaming, and daydream has a role, and it's not only to distract ourselves. Sometimes it's in this moment when we are daydreaming, when we're processing something, or we're trying to think about it in a different way, or there's a reason why this thought just you know it's here and my mind goes there. Um, so we're dreaming actually all the time in some way or the other. Mm -hmm. Wow! Oh, think about think daydreaming. Of daydreaming. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. I I am so 
fired up right now to start getting back to morning pages and using that as dream journaling and just really being more present with myself in that way. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So thank you for kind of jumpstarting because I guess I didn't feel motivated again to do like to do them in the morning. I just felt like, eh, I'll journal in the day when I'm like have the time to. And this is reminding me the importance of why like first thing in the morning, you're still in touch with that part of your brain that was just dreaming. Yeah. 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 So cool. because they fade away. You know, it happens they do. That sometimes I remember having my cup, a cup of coffee and then like, I for- totally forgot. <laughs> they just go, yeah. you know, they dissipate in some way. There's two more things that I would like just to um, mention. It's if you're going to do your own dream work, um, remember to link the dream to your daily experience, like what's going on in your life at this moment. Mm-hmm. And if you want to if you want to find the true meaning, right? There's the emotion and then the meaning. The meaning needs to be something that creates this aha moment. It needs to be something new, something radical that, oof, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's kind of the healing power of dreams of like actually finding this other perspective that you're not, not allowing yourself to think about. It really needs to create this, oh, hmm, interesting angle. Mm-hmm. Because if it's if you're looking at a dream or working with it and it tells you the exact same thing that you already know, I mean it's true at times it's like, yeah, I know. It's me saying this thing again. But it needs to tell you something new. You need to find a newness in the dream. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, so smart. Hey, so cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. Amazing. <laughs> um, where can people find you, your work, all that good stuff? And of course, any final words that you might want to share? There's, um, I mean, you can find it on my website. That is claudiabarfoot.com. On Instagram, I'm called the land of possible because that's how I experience uh, the dreaming land. That's the land of possible where everything oh. is possible. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll be having an upcoming workshop about dreams and all the information it's in workshops. And there are interesting things like just like be very hopefully inspired and have the curiosity of like, oh, let's go into that dreaming life because it's the world. It's so vast um, and big. You know, there's other people doing research about um, healing dreams, people healing themselves, physically healing themselves when they dream. There's very specific types of dreams. Um, it's not that you can control, control them fully, but uh, some people have had those experiences. So. Um, I don't think we know enough and that's why it's interesting. Uh, it's good yeah. not to know. Then curiosity is ignited and we can you know, venture into new um, investigations, I guess. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Thank, well, thank you. you so much for being here today. That yeah. was so cool. <laughs> yeah. Really important episode, I think. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know I said it toward the end of our interview, but I really do think that that was such an important conversation for us to have yeah. it's like very easy for us to just be like ah oh, dreams are dreams and whatever we kind of tune out but everything she was saying where it's like even a cup was once imagined or dreamt it's like we yes. it's so vital for creativity and being in touch with yourself so i it is really kickstarting me doing morning pages again i love it no absolutely it's like we um we we sever that part of ourselves of like this is real and that's not real and there's a clear separation but like what will happen if you like demolish that separation if you knock down that wall for yourself and you you just see it holistically 
what kind of cool things will you get from your dreams and how will you use them as tools for yourself? We all have that intuition. We all have the you know ability to hone in on that stuff. And what happens if you just stop shutting that off for yourself? Yeah. What will you discover? Oh, it's yeah. so juicy. It's um, so cool. Yes. And this was related to our exper- uh, spiritual experiences episode. So you might want to check that one out after this episode, now that you are wrapped up and um, more information about kind of our experiences there too. For sure. And we have an iTunes review of the episode. This is from Anam000. It says, incredibly honest and relatable. You guys are awesome. Thanks for all the laughs and insights. Oh, thank you for taking a second to leave such a sweet review. Yes, we very much appreciate it. And hey, if you leave a review, it might get right on the show. Like literally next episode. Hey, might as well yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys. Truly, it's a free way to help the show. It really, really does yes. help our uh, our standing on the iTunes charts and all that. So, um, yes. Delaney, do you have a segment? Um, I do. I have a good shit actually, which is identical to yours that you shared a few episodes ago, where Cam and I got a new car. <laughs> oh my god, amazing! Oh, yeah, Congratulations! Are, I know. Thank you. We, you know, I was telling you about it, Kels. Um, but yeah, we 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 finally did it, and um, it's it's really nice to have. We Cam yeah. and I, we've never had a new car. Um, you know, we're both in our thirties. It's our first time individually and as a couple having one, and uh, wow, it just it it feels nice. I'm I never used to like care about that stuff or think about that. Um, yeah. you know, growing up, but you know, when you like plan and budget and you work towards something, it, it, it is, it does feel really good. Absolutely. You know? yeah, yeah. Congratulations. It, that's a huge thing that will continue to, I think, reinforce your self-worth. It's something you use most days. And I think it just reflects back to you, like a taking care of yourself sort of thing. Yeah, totally. I know we've talked a lot about this before, Kels, of like, the practice of spending money on ourselves and doing nice things for ourselves. And even me as a self-proclaimed minimalist buying things and buying new things, it can be challenging for me, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I just got to a point where I'm like, I actually would like to have this thing and, you know, been looking into it for quite some time, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing what your environment, what, what kind of impact that has on your mood and your energy and just for me like yeah the confidence that I can I can keep going and doing the next thing it's yes pretty cool so yeah I'm excited about that yeah congrats yeah that's awesome well my my segment is so um inconsequential compared to what you just said but um I have decided to join society and watch game of thrones because i was previously i think the only person who hadn't i had tried to start watching it in 2020 which even that was i think quite a ways after it had ended yeah but i tried to watch in 2020 and i don't know if it was because it was like such an apocalyptic time that it just felt a little too dark to yeah. try watching it it's <laughs> like real. a little too yeah. close to to reality yeah but i just i like didn't get pulled in immediately the way that some people felt that they were. Although I did hear from some people that it took them time, but I, uh, I kind of just decided to give it another shot recently. And I have cruised through now. I'm about to finish season seven and I'm, I think that season eight is the last one, but 
God, I loved it. It really has been such a fun, such a fun ride, such a fun escape. I, yeah, I, I, this is probably not relatable to anybody for me to be like, if you haven't watched it, why everybody's like, yeah, we, (laughs) we watched it a long time ago. Crazy. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I, I've really enjoyed it. So did you watch the dragon one or house of dragon or whatever? No, I saw, I watched um, the finale, which had, and this is before I had started watching game of Thrones, but I I think I will once I finish Game of Thrones I will go and watch House of the Dragon. Nice. Yeah, I've only seen a handful of episodes yeah. of Game of Thrones, but I saw all of the House of oh, Dragon okay. and really liked it. So yeah, I'm okay. right there with you. I have a lot of catching up to do. Cam wants me to like rewatch it with him. I'm like that. That is a very big commitment. I have to think about it, but yeah. I have the gist of the characters and everything. Right. Right. It's fun. Yeah. It's yeah. Cool. So- <laughs> All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please go to KelseyCook.com, get those tour date tickets. San Francisco is up next on tour. It looks like um, even as of now, a couple of months before this comes out, it's like ticket sales are, are moving for San Francisco, which is exciting. So Ooh. yeah, please grab one and uh, yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, and you can head over to Delaney, DelaneyFisher.com for the Minimalist Business Podcast. If you're, you know, unconventional mental health professional, you're doing some cool alternative shit. And uh, I think that's it. Keep on dreaming, baby. Keep Keep on dreaming, baby. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Self Helpless Podcast. You can find our Patreon community, merch, and our individual work at selfhelplesspodcast.com. We'd be thrilled if you shared this episode with a friend or feel free to post it on Instagram and tag at selfhelplesspodcast so we can repost you and say thank you. 